Mr. Pop. <laughs> Next week's podcast, we're doing from Tahiti. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix, and Mark Fine. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to uh, Rock and Roll, the podcast starring in no particular order, neither geographical, neither uh, numerical, uh, neither beauty, none of the uh, of things. Starring Mark Fine. Hello, Finey. Hello. How are you? Great. <laughs> Good. Brian Mannix. Hello, Brian. Hi. I'm going to make Brian Mannix great again. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. It's a big ask, isn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell. <coughs> Talk about taking on the world's hardest job. And me, Kevin Hillier. Uh, how am I? I'm good. I'm, I'm well, thank you. I've had one of those days today where everything that I've gone to do or to complete or to be involved in has either been cancelled, hung up on, postponed, or, you know, have you? do you have those days? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit in the corner and cry. That uh, never happens to me. No, of course it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have a day where just nothing goes wrong. Right. Oh, you know, it's the day where you, it's the day where you run out of bread and you go, "Shit, I'll go down to the supermarket and get the bread." And you're halfway down to the supermarket in the car. I'm sure I put a loaf of bread in the freezer yesterday. And yes, I did. When I got home, I checked it, and it was there. And I didn't need to go. It was one of those days. Right. You know, you were you were, you were drunk. No, I was no God. You pissed out of your mind, oh. Kev. Oh, well, it must have been. It's a flashback from ten years ago. Uh, so, uh, tell me, how's your week been, Finey? How are things going at uh, Lenny's Fine Food? There, you could get a good business. Going very well. Going well. Good. All travelling along very nicely. How are things in North Caulfield? Well, a bit wet there at one point, but uh, no, going along very nicely. But. Oh, look, I read something this week. Uh-oh. I read an article this week that was so f-ing good. Oh, good. You, you know, uh, uh, we ask talk Brian about- how his week was and then I'll tell you about okay. the article. Okay, all right. Tell us I, I'm, just, I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, confused about this. I don't think we ever talk about anything that's good on this show. <laughs> so, all right, well, here's, let's set a precedent. for the book. So tell us about your little warm-up gig at the Gem Hotel on Friday night, Mano, for the new show. Ah, oh, it was good. Um, you there know, you go. Few, few bugs, but um, you know we'll be better next week and uh, on Saturday. But uh, yeah, no, I was I was quite happy for first effort. You know, I thought you know we're doing lots of songs we've never played, and I thought the band were great. Um, Kirky gets a bit angry from time to time, which is a bit <laughs> unpleasant. Um, um, I don't know that you know road rage and screaming at people is the way to get things done, but um, there you go. Um, did you he's give, obviously very passionate about the whole thing. Did you give that singer the uh, you know the, the the ultimatum that you threatened that you're going to give the singer the ultimatum about you know about being on time and being together and having uh, have any shit in uh, all all you know in accordance with the plan? Hang on, I'm the singer. That's Why what I would mean. I be? Oh. <laughs> well, Kirky picks me up, so oh, okay. you know he makes sure I'm there on time, like much like Scott does. You know, I'm pretty useless as far as well. You know, I'm not useless at organising yourself, but if everybody around you is going to organise for you, so they're going, well, okay, let them. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. that's good. All right. Let's continue the good theme. Finally, what was the good article you read? So uh, on my news feed. 
there was a list of the 50 worst baby names from the Sun in London, you know, the English newspaper. Yeah. What did they come up with? Oh, God. you got to hear some of those names. Do you want to hear some? Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you want to hear all of them? So these are actually these have actually been used on kids, obviously, in, in the UK, yeah. and we know and, that they name them and after. And voted on. All sorts of and I And I would think, if you say, I read a really good article about baby names, the worst baby names. To not tell us some of the names, that would just be, <laughs> that would just cock teasing. Here we go. Uh, Abaddon, Adolf, Amos, oh, Amos, Akuji, Arthur, Arlo, Bart, Bear, Bob, Boris, Boss, Buster, Cannon, Cletus, Champ, Chandler, Danger, Dennis, Dick, Diesel, Doyle, Ebola, <laughs> Edward, Elmo, Jeffrey, Hitler. Inspector, Jack's Jedi, Justin Keeler, King Legend, Louis Lucifer, Sad Man Satan, Sonny Spartacus, Stormy and Hugo. Now, you know why it's a great list? No. Because I left out two names, Brian and Kevin. Oh, get rooted. <laughs> oh. You did not. They're not in there at all. Of my life, be, they're in there. I would be surprised if Brian's in there. Nobody calls the kid Brian anymore. There's also George and... Which oh, is George a bit is, and John. is Mark well, in there? No. Finey? But Kevin and Brian is. I get stuffed. It is. Kevin is not in there. Yeah, no. Kevin and Brian are both in there. Look it up. Look up 50 worst boys' names. It'll this, come is, up. This, this is not the chart that I wanted to feature in, to be honest. You're in it, mate. <laughs> oh. You're in it. Damn. No, kids, people you're still. You're after Adolf and before Hitler. <laughs> people still call the kids. I know no one calls the kids Kevin because we've I mean, there was one stage there when I was working with Kevin Bartlett and doing lots of stuff with Kevin Sheedy. We bemoaned the fact that at that stage, I think there might have been one bloke in the whole AFL footy system whose first name was Kevin, and we thought it was a dying name then, and that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know it's not a name that's used a lot, um, but I would have thought Brian was still about. Nah. It's, not that, it's not about being about. They're just considered, oh. they were voted upon as bad names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, they can get stuff then. Well, Kevin's a good name for a dog. Like, Don't start. Sue's dog and, and our dog is Kevin. He's a, great, he's a great name for him. But Brian, it sounds like a bloke with short sleeve white shirt on, like Homer, lots of pens in his pocket, glasses, and he's an actor. Or, or you know what, Brian? Uh, what I pick when I hear the name Brian, what I picture in my head? Um, a little dog. No, uh, sort of someone of, of you know, it's reasonably vertically challenged. Yeah, with, <laughs> with sort of with sort of hair that is not really the the natural colour that it would normally be if it was their own hair colour and they hadn't dyed it. Mm. Um, well, there's no grey with a singlet, wearing a singlet. Yes. Wearing wearing baggy shorts, uh-huh. and and maybe if it was a little bit cool, maybe something like a mohair jacket or something. You know, that looked like something out of a David Essex what, film clip from like 19- what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dickhead. Yeah, there sorry. Some great, there's some great girls' names. Oh, oh yeah. all right. Well, go on. Let, let her rip. Appaloosa. Oh God. Oh. F- Boom Queefer. Oh, this sounds like your ass is exploding. <laughs> Chardonnay. Chardonnay. No one calls the kids. Is that a Beckham? Um, L'Oreal. Oh, Mattel. Uh, VO5. 
felony. But my favorite of all the names. Yes. T U. Next word M O double R O W. Tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See ya. Bye. See you tomorrow. What? Actually, I was talking to. Ronnie Gonzo yesterday, speaking of that, and I said, look, I'm, I sent him a text, I said, look, I'm, I'm busy, I'll, I'll talk to you later, Ron. And then I thought, oh, later on, later on. Yeah, I thought that was probably a waste of everybody's time, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who names their kid Chardonnay, for God's sake? I mean, really. Oh, Brian but, or Kevin. Oh, have, you met a, have you met her sister, Fruity Lexia? <laughs> <laughs> There was, there, was, there was these two girls um, back in the oh, early 70s and um, they used to come and see my brother's band and stuff and their name was Morella and Aurora. So we figured they must have been conceived at the Progress Theatre or something. But um, so you get the Morella tubes or the yeah, Aurora yeah. tubes. They obviously loved the tubes. Oh, I, I'm, I'm very partial of Morella tubes. Oh, I love Morella tubes. Oh, they're the best. You so can only buy them at servos. They were good value. Yeah, and they can buy them at servos. I, there's the servo and Envelock has them, and I often buy a packet and chuck them in the freezer. I love them when they're in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, you've got to chuck them in the fridge and keep them cold. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Harder, yeah. And they last a bit longer. Because yeah. they do yeah, those things good. now where they've got hard you, – you go to the supermarket and they say hard jibs. They're not hard jibs. They're soft as buggery. <laughs> they're like current AFL football. <laughs> uh, yes, we'll get to oh, the funny. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to hear – like. Finding oh. has given St Kilda so much shit last week. I can't wait to hear what's going to happen this yes. week. Yes, yes. I got <laughs> I got several messages uh, the night that Brett Ratton was fired. I got several messages and I walked out to my computer and there's all these messages and I thought, what's all that about? And it's gone after what finally said on the podcast. Get him to comment on this. After what finally said on the podcast, all this stuff. And I had no idea what was going on and none of the messages said what had happened. So then I picked my phone up and have a look at the Herald Sun news feed. Rat and sacked. I thought this is some. Is this you know like the April Fool's Day or something? I thought I thought they were kidding. They, they just resigned him a few days earlier, but I don't know what your coverage of it was like down there. But up here it said Essendon Football Club has sacked Brett, Brett Ratton. Yes, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. So. And we've also sacked Clarkson, we're sacking Fagan. Well, see, we're just going to sack everybody. AFL headline now just says Essendon Football Club does, and then they just fill in whatever it is because they figure anything that's going on that's bad. But they'll have to change them all now to St Kilda. Finey, yep. what did you think? Well, first of all, it's a pity the timing of the show because I I knew this a day before it became official, so I could have given us a scoop and I could have told you – I would have told you – 24 hours before it happened that he was going to get the sack and Ross Lyon was going to be the coach. Is he? Is that? Is that really how this is going to play out? Yep. Jeez. Yeah. I'm sorry. From an outsider, yeah. I'm I'm sitting here going, how the hell does that happen? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you, I couldn't be happier. Oh, really? Yeah. Look, oh. I know Brett and I like Brett. Great bloke. But the club was really going nowhere. Absolutely what Jeff Walsh said was spot on. We'd be, we're just irrelevant. Made the finals two years ago. Max King coming, you know, getting better each year, supposedly should have been. 
And to not make the finals, to not make it after your 8-3, I mean, we've only made it once in the last 11 years. You can't miss opportunities like that, and we're just going nowhere. Too many Fine, players, is that all on him, mate? Is that, is that all on the well, coach? Well, I always look at this. I always look at player development more than position. Yeah. Because you always say, is it on him or on the players? Well, you know, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. It's on somebody. Yeah. But player development. Somebody like Gresham has not developed. Billing's gone backwards. Nothing really much from Seb Ross. Um, even the captain, Jack Steele, very good player, but needs to be more of a leader. Haven't developed any leaders at the club. Um, Rowan Marshall, great player, had a couple of iffy seasons. Just came into his own at the end of this season when Ryder put the cue in the rack. Roman Marshall's a ruckman. He can't play forward yep. most of the game. That was that doesn't work. He's a really good player, Rowan. Um, Brad Hill was given chance after chance and worked one in every seven weeks. Um, so was uh, from the outside I just don't again? Think, I don't think we've had much player development, to be honest. Is, you know, I mean, was Ratton too soft on him? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my my initial comment was to people and in my chat group. Um, well, the party's over, boys. Things are about to get very real very quickly. No mucking around with Ross Lyon, I tell you. Yeah, too many players, too comfortable. Yep. Yeah, same problem yeah. as this, and no developing. Yeah. The player development has been rubbish, and people, players go backwards, and they've been too nice to them. They're soft. They need someone to come and kick them up the ass. I hope Brad Correct. Scott's quick enough to, you know, and we need yeah, a quick Yeah, Brad captain. Scott's a good choice. You know, yeah, I think I he's hope, the best. Yeah, you know, I believe Ross Lyon is going to be coaching it. it he's, he's, he'll be a great defensive team, for starters. Well, have a look at the numbers. At the end, Frio under Ross Lyon were quite attacking. Yeah, yep. yeah but yeah. he starts with the back line generally, doesn't he? Oh, well, whatever his method they is. They all do. They all do. Uh, yeah. Whatever his method is. You know, guys like Jimmy Webster won't be having 135 easy games like he's just had. <laughs> the the thing is, it, it these days it's almost a perceived prick coming in, isn't it? Because you're not allowed to be. You know, David Noble showed that the minute you you blow up at the players, it's in the press and everyone knows about. It. So you can't do that anymore. But the perception is that these are the new standards that you have to um, ad- adhere to, and if you don't, it won't be a nice little cuddle that you'll get. You'll actually get yeah. the arse. Yeah, look, well, he's been a successful coach. He's taken two two basket case teams to grand finals. Yeah, true. Two basket case clubs. I mean, St Kilda and Freo. That's not a that's a pairing that doesn't normally have grand final written all over. Mind you, that bloody St Kilda side that he took to the grand final was a very yeah, good, a good team. team. It was a good yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, very good team, and they played two good grand finals too. Yep. Yeah, you know, nothing wrong. With those performances, so if, if the first one had gone for two minutes longer, you would have won it. No, the, the one against Geelong. No, I was talking about the one in this Collingwood. Where you had to retry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the second one, but the one against Geelong was the one we played better. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's we right. just I had too many. That one. We, we had three or four players just miss easy shots, but anyhow, whatever. Mm. Yep. Oh, well, Rat, be interesting. Rat, well, Rutten. Rotten, rotten, rotten. Yeah, it's apparently yeah. rotten, rotten, rotten. Um, I, I got a question for you, finally, just on that. If it's not Ross yeah. Lyon, if it turns out not to be Ross Lyon, yeah, 
Is that is that a fail again by the club? Oh yeah, but you know, all the other ones, they're not you can't sack Ratton for Uze or for Robert Harvey. That'd be nah. ridiculous. There's been talk of uh beverage. There's been press talk of yeah, beverage. Yeah, yeah. Now there's talk about Luke Beverage. Now that is my caveat. It is Ross. I believe it's Ross Lyon, but there has been some murmurings about beverage. Well, you take that in a minute. Yeah. I reckon Ross Lyon's a really good fit, and that's something that um, Lucky Phil was sort of saying to me that they reckon, you know, because Essendon, he just wanted the job, but he didn't want to go through the process. So the Saints always said, yeah, you got the job. If, yeah, if look, that, I, just think, I, just think, I just think every fan, every, every St Kilda person, when they see Ross Lyon and you know at the helm of the team, they'll think, all right, that's all right. These are not bad memories. The the memories there are not bad. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and St Kilda only have themselves to blame for him leaving because they didn't re-sign him when they could have. So I've got no problems with him going to Freo. Yeah, okay. interesting. Yeah. I do know that Ratton wasn't the man. We weren't going anywhere. Yep. And, and our so, performance in the trade period was so fucking inept. I mean, what, you know, you needed something had to change. Well, that would and mean the list. Ma- that means the list manager's got to go as well. Sure. Well, we've, we're, yeah. Well, we've got we've got a, we're we're getting some Kilda people back at the club. Yeah. Because I believe Cripps is coming back. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that that uh, that was talked about. Uh, Brendan Goddard's put his hand up and said that he'd like to be part of the team that um, that if if it is Lyon that he puts together. He has enormous amount of loyalty and respect from his players, Ross Lyon. I mean, I know. I'll tell you, there's, there, none, of his play, none of those players have anything but the highest regard for him. Yep. But you, yeah. Goddard, Goddard would be all right um, as an assistant because, geez, can he crack, you know, because I, I think <laughs> it was sort of, we're establishing that, you know, teams like Essendon and St Kilda, they need a prick to come in and kick them up the ass yeah. and say it's honestly, not honestly, good you but, see, the problem with football is, Brian and Kevin, mm-hmm. you can be a shit team going nowhere. You see, a team like North Melbourne, they, 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 they're rebuilding. They're, they're a mess. They're a complete f***ing mess. Yep. Yep. But at least they're bottoming out and whatever the future holds, the future holds. Um, teams like St Kilda and Essendon who, who bobble thereabouts, the eight just outside the eight, which is a, the greatest waste of time, you know. Yeah. That's got fucking hairs on it. That does. Now, <laughs> the problem is that teams like the because of the salary cap, those players get paid within ten percent of what the Geelong list gets paid. So it's very easy money just for everybody to sit around and rock up next year. Yeah, absolutely. Teams like Essendon and St Kilda need a rocket put underneath them, good and proper, because if supporters think, oh, you know, look, in life it's nice to be loyal, and I know Brett. You couldn't wish this to happen to somebody else more than Brett Ratt. And I wish it didn't happen to Brett Ratt. Yeah. But it had to happen. And in a way, I know this is crazy, but in the last year I didn't like the way Brett was presenting, sort of unshaven and sort of, I don't know, he looked he looked to me to be half the time bewildered by what was going on. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair call he did actually. I don't need a bewildered coach. Yeah, he had a look One of a thing confused about Ross man. Lyon, about him, he he's never bewildered. Ross Lyon knows what's going on. He's not. He's not the last to know. He's the first to know. Yeah. Yeah, I've got. I've got no. I'm happier this week than I was last week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, what, what did I? You know. Can get all Goddard. Due respect, all due respect. 
if the only change at the club between 2022 and 2023 was going to be some youngsters and Zane Cordy, then what in the f*** am I going to the football for? Sorry about all the swearing, but, you know, um, plenty of beeping, so I'll stop swearing. But why would I be going to the football if that's the only change? But now I've got – now my interest has peaked. Okay, good. Yeah, good. They've, sold you, they've sold you some hope. No, they've sold me some change. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, well, Either way, I don't, care hope, if we, I, I don't care if it's a disaster and we finish last or it's brilliant and we make the finals or the grand final. But I do not want to spend the next five years bobbling around between seventh and tenth. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly what we could have been doing. Yep. Well, both your clubs have made uh, big changes, so uh, you know, twenty twenty three. Yeah, there's no there's no guarantees, but at least it will be different. Is yeah, it true? That, it up. Is it true that they though they just re-signed Brett Ratton about a week earlier or no, something? No, 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 no around three 11. months ago. We were eight wow. three. So what's it going to cost to get rid of Brett Rat? Three months, three months pay. Is it three? As I've read, it was six. Oh, three okay. months. Yeah, the new clause. Yeah, in I the mean contracts. the contract. Yeah, the contracts aren't. They, so they you, aren't in favour of the coaches. Right, because it used All to be you, you got All sacked to pay them out. I think it costs us about a million bucks to get rid of Matthew Knights. Yeah, I'm saying in the olden days you had to pay out the full contract. Nowadays, yeah. you don't do that. Surely the uh, Coaches Association uh, would be sitting on that now and going, oh, hang on a minute. There's no, you know, a bloke like Brett Ratton who you just signed for two years. Workplace contract, Kevin. You've signed them. I've signed them. They're very rarely in favour of the people that sign them. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, no, cross you. No, I understand. You, you sign them or you get told, okay, don't sign them, piss off. Yeah, it's the same as uh, when uh, when they get rid of you and they say, uh, well, you either sign this uh, non-disclosure agreement or you uh, you can just uh, sit there and wait for your money and we'll take you to court for the next three years. What would you rather yeah, do? Yeah, that's right. Get you a little bit of money now, uh, right now or would you rather wait minimum three months and probably if we can do it, right, three years before you see a Zach chat? Correct. We're Not that I'm speaking that. from experience with any organisations that I've had dealings with in the past. No, me either. <laughs> yeah, sign this non-disclosure. Anyway, uh, all right, well, uh, so you're, he's a happy chappy is our finey. That's good to hear. Business is good. Yeah. His football club's mm. given him some some change and some hope. Buggerlugs has got his, uh, his, his gig up and running. Everything. We're all happy little chappies. Yeah, and... and- mm-hmm. How good's the T20 World Cup started? When Namibia well, beating Sri Lanka. That was brilliant. <laughs> Didn't Scotland beat uh, West Indies? They're playing now, aren't they? Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. I think I saw on the news before. Maybe we get the news a bit earlier up here. Oh, you do, saying. yeah, of course. Yeah, right. But, no, I think it's Scotland beat West Indies. Shit. I'm not sure. But is this part of the competition or is it just warm-up? Yeah, yeah. The, no, they're the qualifiers. Uh, Brian, incidentally, before I forget, can you give me Saturday's Tets Lotto numbers because you'll have got them up there in Queensland before us. We do. Um, so it's 7, 18, 36, 12, 4, 19. What are the subs? Don't worry about that. Why are you bothering Saturday's Cats Lotto, Kevin? Well, this if he's gets he's got the results for next Saturday for here because they. I, I think, I think I'd be more window. interested in Thursday's Powerball. <laughs> Is it? Oh, okay, I'm willing. Oh, that's too right. Have yeah. you seen what it's up to? Is it forty mil? A hundred million this week. A hundred million. Yeah, that's obscene, and you know that's. And I can I promise you because I love you two blokes. If I win it this week, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a ticket because I never buy a ticket. If I win it this week. Mm. Yeah. Next week's podcast, 
you'll be doing on your fucking home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and that's, oh, I'll, be, I'll be knee deep in trouble. Is that um, is that any particular dividend or just the first dividend? Yeah, Kevin, any number pays $100 million. <laughs> uh, I thought um, you were going to say, well, boys, next week's podcast, we're doing from Tahiti. We, uh, I swear, if 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 I win it, we'll do next week's podcast from Paris. <laughs> All right, I will take you two to Paris. <laughs> I, will, I, I swear, I swear my life. I'm buying a ticket, even if I have to share it with somebody. Well, look, you probably should buy it now because it's cheaper. The later you leave it, it's going to cost more. So I just get on as soon as the podcast's over. Get your credit card out. And um, book how us does, all the flights. How does to that Paris. work? They don't. They don't. Oh, you mean tickets to Paris, or do you mean tickets in Powerball? No. It's, well, he's gonna he's gonna win Powerball. Oh right. But okay. the, the flights. If he tries to book the flights on Friday, they're going to cost a lot more. So he should book book them straight after the show to get the best deals he can. Okay. So and, all right, let's pick the Powerball number. Oh jeez. Seventeen. Is that a birth date? Is that a, a, a particular? You know what? Date let's before? leave it. Let's leave. Wait, wait. We'll leave it till we do the the music chart. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And the first gazumping, the first one that we get any agreement on, that'll be the number. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, I'll read you the top ten from this uh, Australian top fifty singles chart from February eight, nineteen eighty one. The top number ten, on and on and on by Abba. Number nine, Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Number eight, Jesse, Carly Simon. Number seven, State of the Heart, Mondo Rock. Number six, The Tide is High by Blondie. Number five, One Step Ahead, Split Ends. Number four, The Time Warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's coming back and Jason Donovan's going to be the main uh, main player in it. And Miff Warhurst is signed as the narrator. Announcing, oh, yeah. Announcing the cast. So, yeah, it's interesting. Why did um, they get Jason? Why didn't they get me? I don't know, Brian. Oh, I'd love to just put around in some fishnets and shit. That'd you'd be, be good. You'd be a great riffraff. Yeah, I reckon you yeah, would be too. You'd be a really good riffraff. Yeah, that'd be the role I'd get. Yeah. Because yeah. he can be old and decrepit and, you know, and because he's got a hump, he doesn't have to dance too much. So, Jeez, yeah, that, okay. That typecasting's a bastard, isn't it? Uh, number three, Shut Up Your Face by Joe Dolce. And number two, Duncan by Slim Dusty. And number one was Just Like Starting Over by John Lennon, February 8, 1981. Some dickhead, and so I use that term loosely, on the uh, on the comments page, I put the chart up on the weekend, on the comments page, said uh, Just Like Starting Over was in his bad pile, he said, was an extremely bad time for John Lennon. Well, he'd been f***ing dead for a year. No, no. He's only been dead for about a month. February, oh yeah, he got shot in December 1980, wasn't I- it? December eighth, nineteen eighty. Yes, that was a bad time for him. You're right and, there, champ. And 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 the song was actually not performing that well. No, it wasn't. And then bang, he got shot, and there it is. In fact, I don't think at number one. Most radio stations weren't playing anything off that album. It wasn't his best album. Um, double, are you telling it? me double, that double that literally was number one with a bullet? Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Yeah, um, no, very good, Fonny. Oh, jeez, we're a classy lot, aren't we? Hey? 
We're a classy yeah. lot. Oh, uh, yeah. So they're the uh, they're the top ten. So we'll get to those shortly. Now, rock and roll, uh, rock and rolls, uh, black armbands this week. We've got a couple, um, mm. and two very sad ones too. Dame Angela Lansbury was ninety six. She, yeah. she passed away. She could not have still been alive. No, oh, absolutely, she was. Oh, there you go. Ninety six. She was same age as uh, uh, HRH. So uh, she passed away. Uh, Angela Lansbury. And the other one, which happened on the weekend, at the age of 72, Robbie Coltrane died, who was in... Yeah, uh, that was... Oh, yeah. He's a great oh, actor. Jesus, he was a good actor. Um, he's the guy who plays Hagrid in... Harry uh, Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, he's terrific. Yeah, I never, I've never seen any of the Harry Potter films, but Cracker, that TV series Cracker, uh, was bloody brilliant, and he was, he was so good in that. He was in a couple of Bond films. I think he did some Black Adder stuff as well, but... Had that real? Yeah. He, had a, he had a cameo in one of my favourite movies. A, a real, you know, uh, you've got to be a punter. Have you ever seen Let Him Ride? Yes. Oh, yes, I have. With Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. He plays Robbie Coltrane. Plays the um, the bet the, the guy that takes the bets at the te- behind the betting window. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's terrific. And he was in um. The comic strip presents was they'd take the piss out of things. They had one called about the famous five, and it was called Five Go Mad in Dorset. And it was that was hilarious. Now, he, I don't think he, he's a bit of a Gene Hackman. I don't think he ever did anything that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a pretty good call, too. So, and Angela Lansbury, mm-hmm. I liked Angela Lansbury a lot. She, um, looks at, she looked a lot like my mother in law. But anyway, um, <laughs> But you want to see her in Blue Hawaii. She's the biggest pain in the ass. But yeah, Blue Hawaii with Elvis, she's terrific. Yeah, I knew she'd done an Elvis film. I couldn't remember which one it was. Oh, there you go. Chadwick, uh, give your mama some sugar. Chadwick, <laughs> we're having a party for you, Chadwick. <laughs> mama, I got to go out with the fellas. No, Chadwick. Yeah, anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she was in Mur- Murder She Wrote, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. How Cab- was that little that little ha- town that had a murder? Cabot Cove, yeah, most dangerous city in all yes. of the entire world. Yes, murder capital of the world. Cabot and one Cove. of the one of the things she did with that show is she insisted that her character doesn't drive because I think she's always got a driver. She's going somewhere, but. Um, she didn't want it to turn into a big car chase, Starsky and Hutch kind of oh. thing. So she felt that if if she didn't, her character didn't drive, they couldn't do that to her. Okay, so, smart woman. Yeah, very, very smart. <laughs> I don't know about Jessica. Jessica, I can't think street, of the, Trying to think of the name of the character, Jessica something. Jessica Lansbury. No, that's a, that's a name, Angela Lansbury. Jessica. I used to do Jessica. all those voiceovers for Channel Ten. I can't remember now for the life of me the name of the character. I think it's Jessica, Jessica Perot. No, Jessica Perot, you're an idiot. Not Jessica Perot. Jessica now, Rabbit. Now, how did the uh, how did the big Jessica wet- Jessica Manchu? <laughs> how did right the big wet uh, the no big wet in Queensland, Brian? No, 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 no. It's all good, but geez, it sounds like I couldn't believe it when I saw the Anglers Hotel, and it's gee whiz, it's um. Oh, the Marathon. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's always God. the first place to get flooded. Yeah, it is. Because I mean, my, my mate Merv Hughes used to own that. Uh, there was a 
a consortium of Merv and Leon Cameron and uh, Stewie well, Whitney. the Darcy's owned it. And the Darcy's, yeah, they all owned uh, bits and pieces of it. And uh, it was, I reckon probably four or five times that's flooded. But that floods fairly yeah. easily. It doesn't doesn't take much. Lucky Phil's old man was, I don't know, owned it or running it or something in the 70s when it got flooded out and all their musical instruments were floating down the Yarra. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. But this, is a, this, this was a major. Whether that wall at Flemington's had a lot to do with the, the floodplain of uh, Maribyrnong, I'm not quite sure, but, by geez, there's some, some flat going around about that right now. Oh, it's a question worth asking, isn't it? it because the, tra- the track didn't get um, – there's no problem with the track, was oh, there? The track looks immaculate. <laughs> yeah, right. The, track, the track's about a uh, it's a, maybe a slow seven. It's not much. It's not much worse than that. But geez, around mm. around the uh, the fringes, uh, it's a uh, it's a heavy thirty five. Right, which is not okay. Good. Okay, good. which means it's about fifteen feet underwater everywhere else. But I did see here today, and I don't know whether. This is true or not, but it, I said cost of living in Victoria due to go up because of the flood. Oh, and it's done. It's like, done, done a lot of damage everywhere. It's not just. I mean, uh, the no. floods in Shepparton and uh, Rochester and uh, all Albury Wodonga, all sorts of places have, uh, have seen floodwaters they haven't seen for many, many but, years. But how does the flood increase the cost of living? <sighs> I guess uh, the most obvious thing that it affects is uh, all your insurance costs and all those things, and all that'll go up. There'll be there'll be parts of the food, the food bowl have been affected uh, and washed out. So there's there's certain areas where food that is uh, uh, grown in Victoria will be affected. So that affects what's available in the supermarkets, all those sorts of things. I guess. Right. Okay. Transportation, oh. getting getting from point A to point B, all those sorts of things. Oh, well, that, that, I, I, that could stuff up your supply lines. But, yeah. um I just sort of, you know, because you, you got the most debt of all of all the states, and I'm sort of thinking, is this, you know, a bit like Biden sort of going, well, petrol prices are high because the Russians invaded Ukraine. Yeah. And that's not really the reason. And I was wondering whether the cost of living going up in Victoria is like, yeah, it's the flood's fault. It's Putin's fault. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but um, – I am curious, but apparently the dog also ate the economy's homework. So there'll be um, there'll be some ramifications there. The budget was eaten by the dog. We just we just we just spent. We just gave the money. I don't know where. It went. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we used to have money, but then the dog ate it. And bugger if I know where it all went. But anyway. you know, I'm I'm sure we ordered four thousand hospital beds, but they haven't showed up. No, right? no. And and uh, if the floods get any worse, we're just going to lock the state down and bugger it. That'll do. Well, I'd say the price of arcs has gone up, <laughs> double. Yeah, what's a cubit again? Um, a cubit, uh, you need for a good flood like that. You probably need at least a ten cubit arc. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, now, anything else anyone wants to bring up before we do dive into the chart and uh, uh, explore? Um, well, my 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 racing tips last week got a third third scratch, and Allegron was a total disgrace. I did see uh, that. You did get the one was scratched. Um, lickety, no, not lickety split, yeah, the other one. Uh, yeah. Okay, now, the Cox Plate. Oh, you got more. Yeah, yes, just got a couple of little ones. Okay, the Cox Plate, Alligator Blood. Oh, handles yeah. 
handles the going, should lead, not a lot of pace, it's going to be a shit race, each way all day, alligator blood at $18, and on Friday for the Manicato. Friday night, cool. yep. I think Nature Strip, oh, no, hang on, I don't know where Nature Strip is, don't worry about Nature Strip, um, Cool and Gatter at seven fifty, and the Inferno's come in from $50 down to 34 so there you go. Cool and Gatter, are you referring to the town that you live near or are you referring to a horse named Cool and Gatter? Yeah, yeah, but I got the – no, it's a horse named Cool and Gatter. Okay. Yeah, and it's paying $7.50. Yeah, and what was the, the other one? Man- Disco Inferno? No, just the Inferno. The Inferno. But, um, but there is a d- uh, the jockey's name is Disco, so I guess it's a Disco, Disco Inferno. Inferno. <laughs> burn in, burn in, disco in. Funny, remember that, the tramps? Um, oh, great job. That was in, uh, was that in Saturday Night Fever? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Didn't Surface Paradise win the clock's plate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, cool. No, what yeah. Surface Paradise won the clock's plate one year, didn't it? Did it really? Oh. It was there a horse called Surface Paradise? Yeah. Well, there's so many horses now named after um, footballers. Um Duel and Brereton and uh, Mullane all run around in the last couple of weeks, I see. Yeah, that's true. Which I think all those horses are coming out of Anthony Mithen's um, stable down there in Geelong, Rose Mount, Mont, I think it's called. I think a lot of those are coming out of there. All right, anything else? Uh, so we've no, got, no. We've got well, our Well, just a moment. Chip. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, Surface Paradise won the 1991 Cox Plate. Oh, there you go. Um, do you not want to hear my interesting sporting story? Oh no, you got. I wasn't sure you'd have one. I meant to. I meant to ask you before oh, we started yeah. taping. You've got one. Good. Well, geez, that's a on. short one. Hang on, let me pull up. Pull up the chair. Sitting straight. I've got me a little bit of pineapple juice here. I'm all ready to go. Yeah, there you go. That's not pineapple juice. It's a urine sample. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be in about an hour. Um, yeah. uh, all right. So it's Finey's fabulous sporting fables. Well, we're in the spring carnival, so I thought I'd talk about the great Dick Francis. Now, oh. he was a me- he was a great author. Yes, I. In fact, one of my trips overseas, I just read a whole lot of his novels. All of them had one word names, all to do with racing. Over forty bestsellers, not bad, eh? Wow, do you have that many? Yep. Yep. Brilliant, and they great and, books. You'd think uh, you'd think you'd run out of different sort of um, angles if they're all to do with racing, horse but racing. That, but, but, sorry, just for a second, uh, yeah. Thorny, but um, they were all Group One bestsellers as well, which is even more. Important. Yeah, that's that's right. Not easy to do, but you know what they say: truth is stranger than fiction. Because for all the great novels that he wrote, nothing could ever match what actually happened to him because Dick Francis was a jockey before he became an author and he was a very good jockey. And he had, he rode over 350, he was a jumps jockey. He had 350 jumps winners. And in 1956, he was riding for the Royal Family in the Grand National, the biggest race, you know, the race at Aintree. And he was on the favourite, the Queen Mother's horse, Devon Locke. And you know that that race is a race with Beaches Brook and some of the most infamous jumps in racing. It's carnage on four legs. But his horse, 
managed to get into the straight first, Dick Francis, on Devon Lock in 1956. And it was lengths clear of the field, storming home to victory, having jumped the last jump safely. And 40 yards from home, inexplicably, the horse jumped a fictitious fence and landed on its belly. Oh. It just belly flopped. It jumped in midair. There was no fence. There was no, no obstacle. And by the time it got up, three or four horses had passed it. And his chance to win the Grand National disappeared on the Queen Mum's horse, Devon Locke. Wow. Did did they ever discover watching. did they ever discover what happened? Did he ever talk about what no, happened? No, the horse just as I said, truth is stranger than fiction. Well, if it's a horse for no it, reason. It jumped in well, mid-air, all four I, off the ground. I might be able to solve this. Because if the horse was anything like the Queen Mother. It meant the horse started having gin and tonic at 10 o'clock in the morning. So it was pissed out of its mind and hallucinated, and that's why I thought there was another jump there. It's like it was- She liked it, Tipple. Oh, she loved it. Yeah. She yep. loved it. But there you go. The stranger truth than fiction story of the great author Dick Francis and his real life nightmare in the 1956 Grand National. I used to have a lot of Dick Francis books. Yeah, I reckon I had a, I reckon I had a half half a dozen or, or about eight or nine bo- copies of his books. I can't remember I any of them. I know. I, I, reckon, them. I reckon I read them as a kid. Yeah, no, good, names like Bolt and yeah. uh, well, one word names. I I know a girl that um, loved him, um, but she could never remember his last name. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> She loved it. She loved it. It was fantastic. She used to tell you that, did she? She said, I love Dick. I can't remember what his last name is, but Mm. um, he's a good writer. Mm. Mm. Yep. Thank you, Finey. There you go. Lovely story. Yes, well, uh, very good. Uh, I suppose you could probably look at that race on YouTube. You can. No, it's on video. Yeah, I'll have a look. Look look it up. It's an amazing finish. 1956 Grand National. Okay. Yep. All right, well, let's get to the chart uh, because it is February 8, 1981. We mentioned the top 10. There's some other, there's a lot of uh, lot of Aussies in this chart. I didn't count them up, but, uh, and it's a top 50 that uh, that we published this week, but uh, everyone's in there from John Cougar through to Russell Morris and the Rubes. I, uh, one of the comments Kenny Francis uh, put up on um, Facebook today was he'd love to see Russell Morris and the Rubes get back together again. Um, yeah. Their version of Hush, the old. Um, Deep Purple songs in there. Cheetahs in there with "Spend the Night." Oh, and I saw. I watched the clip of that today. Now it doesn't feature in either my good or bad, but I just wanted to say uh, the the second. I think it's the second verse where um, what's the dark haired one is Lindsay? No, the blonde haired one is Lindsay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Lindsay, the blonde haired one, sings the second. The the dark haired one starts it, and Chrissy, and then Lindsay sings yeah. the second, and. She starts by going down on her knees in front of the guitarist to start yeah. singing the second chorus, and I'm going the second verse. I'm going, hang on a minute, like yeah. if, if don't bl- don't blame the men because sorry, it, it just the minute you do that, it's like well, I'm not taking the song seriously. Uh, you've lo- you completely and utterly have changed the whole premise of what the song. I know the song's called yeah. "Spend the Night," and I get all that. But you've just gone whooshkey straight down into Hookerville. 
Well, a couple of things. Um, it is a great song because they did the uh, 2006 Countdown Explosion. They're quite good. They're very attractive girls. Like, they they, they well. were great. They, and, and well. they, looked, they looked sensational. But, they, you know, they were telling me about, you know, this guy, you know, you know mum, you know, used to want to come to the gig, but we couldn't let her come because, you know, we're carrying on like a bunch of lesbians up there and, uh, <laughs> you know, because they were really like, yeah, they were really provocative, you know, when oh. they about the guitars. But they sort of get into each other. And I remember watching it and she suddenly, she's singing and then she squats down like she's about to have a piss or something. And I, and I was like, oh, my God, that's, oh, I don't know. It made me feel a bit funny. Right. Hmm. Yes. Well, but they're lovely girls, and Chrissy's been very successful in the West End in London. I'm not suggesting for one moment they're not lovely girls, but I'm just saying one was dry humping the microphone stand and the other one was in mm-hmm. front of the guitar player. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Don't expect me to, you know, think anything else but what I was thinking. Did it get your attention? Uh, what, the song? What song? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway. Anyway, I digress. All right, let's start. No, you're number three good and you're number three bad, and the first gazumping is the Powerball number. Is that what we're working out? Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. Mr. Fine, right. you are leading us off. Okay. Number three bad. Well, pre anybody that's listened to previous podcasts will know that I have nothing but utter contempt for the Baron Knights. <laughs> mm. Yes. They have this song called Never Mind the Presence. It's a Christmas ditty. Oh, yeah. And it's a takeoff. Well, look, I only got – they start off by doing a, a sort of a parody of um, Pink Floyd's Brick in the Wall or whatever it is. Yeah. That, was, that, that could have been written by a fourth grader, fair income. And then they did a parody of – didn't we have a lovely time the day we went to Bangor? So you need to parody that. That's a joke in itself. <laughs> and I was about, I was only like a third of the way through the song and I thought I'm not getting paid enough of this podcast to listen to the rest of it. <laughs> so I don't know what the other parodies are. I guess never mind the bollocks might be. Yeah, that's yeah. an album, isn't it? Yeah, it's Anyhow. the album, yeah. Anyhow, they can go piss off the Baronites. They yeah. are... And, and any song that includes the laughter of the audience listening to it really doesn't have much production value, to no. be honest. Fair enough. Good choice. Never mind the presence. The number 46 song on this chart by the Baron Knights. Yeah. Now, I don't, as a rule, I would not put a cover version into my best. Oh. But I like the song so much and I like the singer so much that I don't care. So I'm putting in Hush by Russell Morrison. Oh, okay. It goes against my better judgment, but I still enjoyed it. So in it goes. I reckon it's a really, really good version of the song. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I reckon you did did a great version of it. Yep. So in it goes. Yep. No, good. Good. Russell Morrison, number three. Um, Mr. Hang on, I've put. That's Finey. And this is Brian. You're Brian, aren't you, Brian? Uh, yes, I believe so, Kev. The last time I checked, uh, yes. Well, you're not going to change your name because finally uh, pointed out that it's in the bad boys name chart? Well, not many people call me Brian anyway. What they call you, Mano? Mano, no, George. George. Brain. <laughs> so is, well. George, is George in that list, Finey? Yeah, yes, I think George it was. was in that list. Yeah. Oh, okay. so I've got, I've got two bad. Names. Double banger. Yeah. Philip wouldn't have been in that list. My middle name. No, 
No, it would mm. have been the Oakies. No, no. Phil, Phil was my dad. So, all right, all right, uh, Brian, George, Mano. Yep. You, L- Lord Brian. Lord Brian. Um, my worst, our third worst. Mm. I should maybe have this high, but there is some stinkers in here. It's uh, busted into the chart at number forty-one. And oh. I, I tell you what, if there's ever an ex- a reason to defund the police, this is it. Um, the do, 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 da, 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 da. Talk about lazy, crotty. And it's just annoying. It's like an earworm and just like, ugh, shut up. So that's my uh, number three bad. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a gee whiz, it's hard to sort of. But you know, now I'm going to be a bit controversial here. Uh oh. And I'm I'm going to say my number three good. You know, and I'm just going for what I enjoy. I'm not suggesting this is a great song, but I have fond memories to this song, and it's number two. Thinking oh. guy, Slim Dusty. I love to have a beer with Duncan. I love to have a yeah, it's a beauty. You is, know, you get in an outback pub and everybody starts singing that song. Yeah, you know, you're having a good time. Is, uh, does he love to have a beer with Brian in that song? No, I don't think he wants to. You know who he beer. does love he, to have a beer with? Who's that? Kevin. Kev. Yeah, he, he's got nothing to do with Brian. I don't know why I put him in the good list. There's no, there's no Mark or Brian in it. There's a Kevin, uh, Duncan. Well, there you go. You're special. There you go. Uh, what do you got? Uh, well, I've got uh, my number three bad. And uh, this, uh, talk about you want to be controversial. I'll give you controversial, Mannix. All right. I'll take you straight to number, and I'll make sure I get the number right. Number 28 on this chart. I hated this song. I just thought this song was dribble from the first time I heard it and uh, thought that he'd uh, obviously made a huge mistake in the studio and put the wrong song out, but Fashion by David Bowie, I reckon, is crap. I agree. It's a horrible song. He sings it like he doesn't give a shit about it. Uh, 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 fashion. Uh, just, it just is a, I don't know, for me. It was a deliberate ploy to try and get more um, black Americans to, to dig. It's like there's very soul train sort of stuff. And oh, um, you think? Oh, well, I you know, the, the TV show where they dance. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Uh, but I just thought um, it was just a dreary. I thought it was a dreary song. I don't think it was yeah, kind of. But it's but you know for Studio Fifty Four, it probably was like, oh yeah, this is cool. Uh, yeah, okay. But but yeah, I think it was not inspired from the heart. I think it was like a calculated thing. Yeah, this will get me a new audience. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I didn't 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 like that. Didn't care for that much at that's all. It. So that's my number three uh, in the bad. Yeah, I lost my list. Where am I? okay, and my number three good. Ooh, I'm going to go just a little down from David Bowie. So just go a little bit down further down the chart. Just scroll down there and get to number 35, and it's Benny Madonna's Into the Night. Oh, yeah. I always liked it. Don't know why. I I loved playing on the radio. It was a really good song to play on the radio because, bang, it just, you know, I thought I always always liked it. It was one one of those songs that I did enjoy playing on the radio, so. That uh, is my number three. Good. Well, that's that's a good one. I like both your choices, yeah. there, Keith. All right, let's go back to uh, Mark Fine. Let's uh, head back to uh, Lenny's Fine Foods there in North Caulfield, and here's Fanny. 
Mark, which is not in the bad boys name list, with no. his number two good and his number two bad. Number two bad, as you know, I can't stand EPs. What you might not know is I can't stand the reels. <laughs> and I'm not a huge fan of Dubbo. So <laughs> when you put all that's where the reels were from, I believe. Yep. When you put all that together, five great gift ideas. What a f- pretentious name for a terrible <laughs> EP. I listened to one of the songs. Which one did you listen Christmas. to? Something about Christmas. Oh, that was the original one. There's four cover versions and one original one. Yeah, so I thought, let's see what they've got original. Yeah. I mean, somebody must have given one of them one of those, uh, uh, like a, a, I don't know what the instrument is that they use in all their songs. A little one of those uh, play, board, play keyboard things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah a little, little one Yamaha, those. one of those little Yamaha things. You go, dee, 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 sounds all cheesy Yeah, the and thing, the, the thing is something like what Schroeder plays in Peanuts. What <laughs> little, little toy piano. <laughs> They're always tinkling away on something. Oh my god, is are they terrible or what? Uh, I was never a fan. I, I, uh, that that EP had uh, their version of "You Got Soul," which was a, an old Jenny, Johnny Nash song. Had um, "According to My Heart," I think was the one that radio played a lot of. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, uh, it wasn't the worst thing they ever did. Uh, uh, what else was on there? Um, oh god, I can't remember what else was on there. I looked at it up today, but I'd forgotten about. It. But "According to My Heart" was the one that was played on the radio. And didn't they, they do have, didn't didn't they have a song prefab heart? Yeah, they did. That's that's like a scar song. Yeah, um, I've been I've been listening to them quite a bit lately, and I tell you what, they've got a fantastic version. It's like it's played on a keyboard, but it's very orchestral. Uh, a bad moon rising. And oh no, I hated it. Oh, I love it. I think it's oh, great. Really? No, I hated it. No, so oh. I didn't. I wasn't all that keen on the, their version of "This Guy's in Love with You." I wanted. I wanted to, that's music to suicide by. Well, I, I, I kind of listen to it quite often. And anyway. see, I, I didn't like. He was a little smartass. I didn't like the singer. So yeah, well, I, I never met him. So yeah, that didn't help. Anyway, yeah, no, good don't. choice, Finey. Five great gift ideas from the Reels at number two. So you got a bit of a Christmas yeah, theme going the on there. The best gift idea from the Reels is not by anything made <laughs> by the Reels. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Dave Mason, good, love him. Yeah, Dave Mason, that's right. That's him. His dad was the Premier of New South Wales or something, wasn't he? I think. Nick Mason. Yeah, he was. No. Doug remember. Mason. Yeah, he was the mayor. Remember, remember Dick and Doug Mason from the ABC? Yeah, I remember Dick Mason, the football caller. Yeah, I think they went to America, Dick and Doug. Oh, don't start, Brian. Forget it. Forget I said it. <laughs> what? I think we've done this Dick yeah, and Doug. Yeah, joke I think we've done our Dick jokes. We've got our quota of Dick jokes up for the show. We've got them all in there. Uh, well, no- but aren't we, aren't we putting together a special Dick only special for when we're off the air? Yeah, when we have our yeah, holidays. When are we yeah, when we've got when yeah. we've got Dick on, we'll uh, we'll do that. Well, that's all the highlights. Uh, yeah. You could have a show which is about dicks yeah. and then another one can be about, No, that's it. Know. No, that's it. That's it, Brian. We're going number two for uh, Finey's uh, good ones. What do you got, Finey? Sorry. Okay, if it, number if it, two good. Not really a band I loved. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they were pretty good. But Can You Feel It by the Jacksons, pretty great song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number was it produced 12. by Quincy Jones? Good production, Ben. Uh, I would have been. think so. Yeah, it would have been. He did just about yeah. all their stuff. 
powerhouse song, Can You Feel It by the Jacksons. Oh, hang on. I've got to put that in your list, not in Brian's. Can you feel yep. it? Righto, Brian. Okay. My uh, number two good is rocking in at lucky number seven, State of the Heart by Mondo Rock. Good. I think it's one of their best songs. Oh, I was one of their best. Um, it's just got that right amount of, I don't know, sincerity, I guess, and, and it just sort of it ticks all the boxes for me. So that's my good, my number two good. Yep, good song. And, and, hey, McC- Eric my- McCusker wrote that, didn't he? I think he might have, yeah. yeah I, I didn't think you liked any of Eric's songs. Well, I like. Was that, that your brother maybe. that didn't like Eric? What Eric did to Mondo's? <laughs> yeah, no, my brother might right. better with uh, Randy. You know, introducing Eric McCusker, and I'm thinking I'll be wrapped, and then uh, because well, <laughs> that guy ruined Mondo Rock. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he wasn't wasn't too happy about it at no. all. That's Thought I was right. giving him a bit of a treat, but anyway. Um, now, now we're just trying to see what number it is. It's um, it's our old old mates, Doctor Hook, uh-huh. and Girls can get it. Number thirty-five. Oh, gee whiz, that is a stinker. Girls can get it any time they want. Ah, oh, imagine putting that out today. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah, so that's my number two bad. Yeah, it know, wouldn't that, go down well today. Wouldn't have thought so. Uh, number two bad for me. Um, oh, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the, and I actually liked a lot of the stuff that he did in the early days, but then he became a bit pretentious and started to almost. He he did a few songs early in his career that were evan, evangelistic. Is that the right word? Like uh, you know, um, sort of very very um, as if he was in the middle of uh, you know Billy Graham thing. He did a few songs like that, mm-hmm. but then he he got a bit. Preachy for me later in his career and started to do songs that sounded like they should have been to the Billy Graham thing and not on a, an album. That's Neil, I'm talking about Neil Diamond. And oh. uh, Love on the Rocks at number 33 just is a really painful song to listen to and I don't enjoy Neil's work on that, yet I have enjoyed a lot of Neil's work over the years. Um, some of that early stuff I really liked. Um, but Love on the Rocks, no, nah, not so much, Neil. Doesn't do it for me. Love on the rock. Yep. Just he, yeah. he, he, he became all kind of cabaret and preachy and stuff, and I just didn't like it. I liked it when he was doing, you know, um, was, I mean, the, the live album obviously is fantastic, but uh, I like some of the earlier stuff. Thank the Lord for the Nighttime and uh, Brother Loves Travel and Salvation Show. They were kind of preachy ish, but uh, they weren't preacher songs type things, but um, they had sort of lyrics like that, but they weren't that kind of song, but they were good songs. I liked them. Yeah. He was very commanding the way he sang, uh, or the way he sings. I don't know what he's doing these days, but um, so yeah, I, I, I take your point. You know, like he he was singing was in a commanding song? way. Oh, he had a lot of big songs. Yeah, that's the good lord now. The big one. Oh, he wrote a little bit me, a little bit you for the for the monkeys. He wrote a lot of pop songs early, but. He wrote "I'm a Believer." Sweet Caroline's probably one of his biggest. Yeah, Sweet Caroline, that's the one. Yeah, it's one they sing at the soccer. I'm no, God, to... I think that's a status quo song, fellas. No, there is a status quo song <laughs> called "Sweet Caroline." There it oh. is. Um, very different to Neil's song, though. And my number two good. Oh, there's a couple of beauties still to go, but I'm going to bash this one in. 
Go to number 18 on the chart and you'll find a little thing called So Long by Fisher Z. Which, oh, it, which again is call. another little song that um, they didn't do anything, even though reading about him today, the bloke, the singer, did 20 albums. Well, I missed 19 of them because I only know this one. Um, John Watts, I think his name was. Uh, uh, Fisher Z, uh, So Long. Really good song. Uh, bounces out of the radio. Still sounds good today. I don't think anyone plays it these days, but um, I uh, always liked it. Great song. Always liked it. So that's my number two good. Finally, we're going to the podium. We have the Baron Knights at three. We have the Reels at two. That's on the bad side, in case you're in any doubt. On the good side, we have Russell Morris and the Rubes with Hush and uh, Can You Feel It by the Jacksons. So let's go to the top of the podium and hand out the gold medals. Okay, my number one good song mm-hmm. I'll start with. Uh, look, I'm probably influenced here because of my love of IVA Richards. Vivian. Who I had that. If you ask me, the highlight of my radio career was interviewing him live. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd go with that if I were you. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. You know what happened in that interview? Like, he was just great. It was when I was – I used to fill in for KB at the end of the year, so it had that good slot. Yep. And he came in. And it just, you know, because I'd loved him so much as a player, he, he appreciated my depth of knowledge and the discussion we had. Good. And at the end I said, you know, one thing I did love about you, Serviv, was every now and then after a good innings you'd speak in the third person and you'd say, Vivi butted well today. <laughs> I said, did you recall that? And without missing it, he said, Vivi remembers it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a beauty. Uh, he was the best. He was the, yeah, he was the best. I, I had a bit to do with him in Queensland when he was working for the radio station there and playing for Queensland. He was my God, was he a unit? So you, so you heard the story one night. He'd been out drinking with him, yeah, you because know, he loved coming to Melbourne, and he went to go to the motel. You know that club in near the South Melbourne Market. Yep. And he was three three seats to the wind, and they wouldn't let him in. And the guys with him, he was apparently fine with it, but the guys with him said, "Do you know who he is? He's the greatest cricketer of all time." And the bouncer looked at him and he goes. If that's Don Bradman, he's been in the sun for too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vivian would have laughed at that. Vivian found that amusing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they told him who it was and he got let in all right. I'm sure he did. Uh, um, so I've gone for Master Blaster by ah, Stevie. Surprise me. I've always that liked Jammin'. Bit yeah. of a reggae song by. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, it's good. it is a good song, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'll put that in at my best. Okay. Then my worst, I feel bad that I haven't put in some of these songs. I didn't listen to What's in a Kiss by Gilbert O'Sullivan, but I imagine that's fairly sordid. No, it's, it's <laughs> actually not a bad little. It's like a little, um, like a little uh, English sort of very English song. Okay. Very inoffensive. Gilbert, Gilbert did a lot of inoffensive stuff. Yeah, well, good on him. Yeah. Um, feel bad that I didn't put the do 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 da 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 in because it's the most pitiful attempt at music by a pitiful band I've ever heard. Right. Comments from the super catch. Yep. Yeah. But for somebody that doesn't like ABBA, this must be 
this song is the most grating song of all time. Surely the title just tells you what's coming. On and on and on. Yep. God, I hate that song. I didn't didn't remember it. On and on and on and on and on. Yeah, no, I had a listen. Terrible. Oh. Who wrote their who wrote, who wrote their lyrics? You think the people that wrote it didn't speak English? Which they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it had been speeded up in the chorus when I listened to it today. Yeah, well, you're lucky. Mine seemed to drag on forever. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I fair do enough. want to say this: yes. that you know the time warp. Well, I'm not. I don't think that's a great song. No. But the other day. I once again listened to Sweet Transvestite, which is such a good song. Yeah. It's just a great song to listen to. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it's not a song. It's just, it's just fun. It's, you know, um, <laughs> if you listen to the words, it's just fantastic. It would be the kind of song that if I could sing, I would love to perform that every night. That's one of those songs you go, yep, yeah, it's Sweet Transvestite time. Yeah. Let me let me go. And you do, I, it, not, I can't sing and I'm not that sort of person, but Jesus, I reckon that would be a great song to perform if you're a good singer. Brian? Oh, absolutely. And it's a, it's a such a dynamic entrance because I think that's his opening song, isn't it? Um, when you first see Frankenfurth, like, comes down and the cape – he goes, how you doing? The cape comes off and he's, wow, there's a guy in fishnet stockings yeah. in a corset, um, yeah. which in 1972 or whenever it came out, that was akin to, you know, blokes walking around in the nude on stage with a stiffy. You know, it was just like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, very yeah, I mean, it was The first line in it's brilliant in that song. He apologises, I think, for Riff Raff, who answered the door. Yeah. My... My able handyman. <laughs> Do you know what he said? He's just a little strung out. Yeah, because he thought it was the candyman. Yeah. In other words, he thought it was his drug dealer. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's just a great introduction. He what? thought it was the candyman. You make a good yeah. point, Brian. That was about seventy-one or seventy-two, whenever it was when it came out. They're doing the show in twenty twenty-three. It still to this day works. And I don't yeah. think they're not, you're right, Fonny. They're not great songs or great, uh, not all great no. songs, but by geez, it works as a show. They're yeah, all yeah, 50 yeah. sort of influence, but I think it has lost something a little bit now because, it, you know, it was really shocking when I first saw it at the HSV Telly Theatre uh, with Max Phipps. It was like, my God, you know, you felt, I felt, you know, at that age and for what, you know, society was. Seeing Brad and Janet walk around in their undies was almost akin to them being in the nude. It was just like, my God. Yeah. But do you remember every Friday night it was on in Northcote or Fairfield? Yep. Oh, yeah. Like Everybody I went. Dress up. Yeah, I went once with a, a a friend of mine and she went as, I don't know what her name was. Magenta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Curry was in the original film, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah. Tim Curry was fantastic. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah, he has those. He has those quivering lips that only, yeah. are, you know, like yeah, it's yeah, superb. But anyhow, yeah. I'm glad it still it still kicks on. Yes, but yeah, so there you have it. My number one good was Master Blaster. My number one bad. Abba's on and on and on. 
Right, O'Brien. We haven't got no one's been gazumped yet. So, what do you got for number one? At the moment, you've got Duncan well, and State look, of the Heart and the Good, and you've got do 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 da da da, and uh, uh, the girls can get it. Doctor Hook. Look, I think um, this song has to probably be number one. It stands out from everything, and I'm talking about. ACDC, you shook me all night long. There you go. What's that, number 25? Yep. There's your Powerball number. Yeah, it's just awesome. The lyrics are great. The guitar sounds it's just everything. They just got everything right on that. It's a yep. fantastic song. Now, here's a bunch of pricks Ooh. for my number one bad. Oh, hang on. Let me guess. I'm, I'm going to go down here and I'm going to go and say that you've probably gone to number, hang on, let me, 31. I reckon, I reckon you'll get this. No. Oh, number 31. I reckon, number, I reckon you've gone, I hope you've gone 30. No, I haven't gone no, That's a shit 30. song, though, number 30. That is terrible, that f***ing bird. No, nah, but there, there's one that's Oh, no, that's 31, that. but that's what I'm thinking of, Finding. It's 30, oh, 31. 31, but- yeah. No, 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 no. I actually like Wedding Cake Island. It's great. Um, but, no, it is uh, those yeah. two knuckleheads that – Air Supply. Hall and Oates. Oh, don't start. Kiss on my list because your kiss, your kiss is on my list. What a <laughs> shit song. It isn't what the finest. Is it sort of – White funk or something. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but and that little oats, he's just a <laughs> little mustache. Oh, <laughs> what a bunch of feeding him. What a bunch of can I just say? In, uh, no, I, I don't necessarily think that's one of their great songs. I think they did do some good songs. Some of their early stuff before they went to uh, before Rich Girl, they did a, an album called Abandoned Luncheonette, which is a Really, really good Philadelphia soul album and has a couple of beautiful songs on it. One of them's called She's Gone, and it is that is a classic Hall and Oates song. It's a, a cl- just a classic song. He's gone, got him, got her. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. When that song comes on, I'm gone. No, it's a good song. They did do some oh, they did look. do some rubbishy songs, but they did do some good stuff in that. Kisses if on the list is one of them. If, if, to save the world, you had to pick a celebrity to get punched up by Hulk Hogan or, you know, Oscar de la Hoya or somebody. You'd pick I'd John Oates. Pick John Oates, I would, absolutely, no problem. Actually, you know who hit. I'd rather hit? Who? Their saxophone, saxophone player, Billy, oh, what's his name, DeShand or something. He and I, I saw him live and he and with the bejesus out of me. Oh, what what have you f***ed up? You found something worse. You just found a really, really, uh, There's really a song bad. I haven't listened to, but just because who it's by, I'm making it my number one bad. Okay. You've, you've now – Abba's been gazumped. Yeah. Abba, no, I, just, Abba, I didn't Abba, see this uh, song. It's a supplementary badge. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's, <laughs> any song, anything that got Barbara Streisand and Barry Gibb together. Oh, <laughs> Uh, now, what's that? Uh, where's that to you? That's well, you. Um, guilty. Oh, guilty? yeah, guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah no, yeah, it isn't. Isn't all that good? That was when Barry was Barry was writing hit songs for everybody: Dinah Ross, uh, Barbara Streisand, um, Leonard yeah. Nimoy. You know, uh, look, everybody. Look at number. Look at number forty-two. Also written by Barry Gibb. I like Chinese. I like, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's he, not my favourite. 
Did you? Have, I looked they at that today. They come up to your knees. <laughs> yes, but they're bright and they're breezy <laughs> and they're willing to please. please. And you have to like them because there's so many of them. It's a very funny lyric. I like Chinese food. Well, this is, a, this is <laughs> the, the whole thing. The waiters never are rude. <laughs> a four and a seven, a five and like cheese. Yes, very funny. Very. very that, I, don't, I don't think you get away with that nowadays. I don't reckon you I would don't either. I think so. No. Um, the, uh, well, most of the Monty Python stuff wouldn't be wouldn't be kosher. Well, that I one, think. as I said, was written by Barry Gibb. Anyway. What's, what what do you got, Kevin? I got I got uh, ACDC's my number one good. I love ACDC. That that I think. Yeah. That, that, oh, sorry, Kevin. I thought we. I, I no, no, no. All over you. no, no, no. You're right. So that's what I'd already said. What number one good is uh, my number one bad. Oh, there's still a few stinkers in there to uh, to get. Uh, Joe Dolce is probably going to get off scot free here, and he probably shouldn't because that is a bad <laughs> song. That mm. is sorry. I mean, he might be the most lovely bloke in the universe, but by geez, that was an awful song. Great film clip though with Molly, Molly and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah no, it Molly was funny. playing squeeze blocks. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. So I'll let him. I'll let him off with that. Um, Don Williams, I believe in you. My God, that's an awful song. I believe in. And Don Williams was a you know iconic um, American country <laughs> singer who did so many big songs. And speaking La- of language, kid, iconic American country singers. I'm going to put Lady by Kenny Rogers in as my worst because I don't know, that that song just annoyed. I had to play it on the radio and I did not enjoy it um, at all. So, Kenny, I liked Kenny. I liked Kenny's early stuff with the first edition. Ruben, oh, yeah. Ruben James and Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town. I thought they were great right. songs. How about I just dropped in to see what condition my, my condition, condition was? My condition was, yes, yes. A very, very good song. I got great a couple, of, I got well, a couple well, of first edition albums somewhere. Um, they were good. I liked the first edition. They were really good. But, but you don't like Lady? No. Well, there's an interesting fact for you, Kev. Yes, you co wrote it. Very no. good. John Oates helped out with this one. He did not. He did. He did not. Kenny Rogers and John Oates got together. (laughs) Kenny Kenny was doing great work. (laughs) Then John comes in and starts helping, and uh, this is what you get. Uh, You still haven't forgiven John Oates for what he did to Ice House, have you? Oh, it's the worst song they've got. (laughs) It's just horrible. It was electric. Yeah, electric. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. So the Powerball yeah. number is 25, finally. The only gazumping yeah, is yeah, that's uh, ACDC. Yeah, the Powerball number. There you go. Good, right down the – right very, in the guts there. Yeah, that'll give me that'll, – that'll, that'll play. Very, win. very close to the gazumping with the number seven song too. State of the Heart by Mondo Rock is a song that I really enjoyed having to listen to again today. Oh, well, Ian Jury's oh. in there. I want to be straight. That's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Oh, I love Ian. Oh, look, I love Ian Jury. I don't know if that was his best song. Yeah. My my oh. favourite Ian Jury songs were Reasons to Be Cheerful, Part Spasticus Autisticus. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Oh, that was a great song. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, do, you, do, even song titles, you talk about some song titles now, and if you, if you put that on the radio yeah. now, you would be, you'd be run out of town. Yeah, but he, he, he had polio. He, yeah, I know. It was about himself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, but Barry Gibb wrote it, and that's just four days. <laughs> and John Oates produced it, so it was never <laughs> going to fly. I've got to give a special mention, even though 
I'm certainly not a huge Queen fan. I think Another One Bites the Dust is a pretty good song. Yeah, it was on my list of goodies and just didn't make it. It probably got played too much for me, but I do remember when when it first came out, we all went, wow, they're good, this band. They're really good. Yeah. Um, And they they are a good band. It's their only number one in America. And the the other one that I had in my good list that didn't make it was um, One Step Ahead. Nah, that nearly made my bad list. But the tide is high by Blondie. Yeah, yeah. Great song. Actually, um, you played a couple of Deborah Harry songs on the weekend on the radio and really enjoyed them too. Uh, French kissing in um, is it French kissing in New York? The USA in the USA. That's in it. In the USA. Yeah, and played the one that Tom, yeah. Tom Bailey wrote. The other one, I wrote, we had a, a like a two up weekend and it was really good. A uh, couple of Blondie and songs. French. Kissing in the USA, mm-hmm. here's a little bit trivia. I, I'm pretty sure it's written by Chuck Lorre, who is the producer of Two and a Half Men and oh, really? TV shows. I believe that he wrote that. Oh, my, okay. I remember from my Perth radio days. I think that was a little bit oh, of info yeah. I dug up. Brian from, so, his yeah. Perth, from his Perth radio days. What were you doing in 1981, Mannix? Uh, no, this is 1980, kid. No, nineteen eighty-one. The chart. No, it's, oh yeah, okay, so it's early. Yeah, it's early January. Yeah, February nineteen eighty-one. Um, what were you doing? Um, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably become giving up my job, and um, you know, we sort of chug along and get learning our trade, and you know, naively excited about freaking everything, and um, yeah, it was a great time. So you had you formed the had you formed the X Men then? Oh yeah, okay. we sort of we sort of went at it from 1980. Okay. As soon as I finished HSC, I got a shit job in 1980. That's when the experts said, "Ask, come on, let's, let's get out of our shit jobs." And um, so we started rehearsing four nights a week. And okay. By 81, we were starting to see, you know, we were getting regular work. You know, probably working three or four times a week, which was pretty good for a band that only been going. You know, for a little while, but um, yeah. and that just got better and better. So, no, it was an exciting time for me. What were you doing, Finey? 81, Feb. Oh, it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this much. 1981, I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first route <laughs> in 1981. <laughs> right. About time we got some routing. Goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> I don't know if I can say the next one. No, well, I don't know whether we want you to. Is there anything to do with Brendan Goddard? Or is it no, let's just say she was, this girl was very good on her. Very good on her. All right, then. <laughs> very she, was good. Louder than, she was louder than Led Zeppelin four. <laughs> oh, no, no, she was just um. Just pretty gullible, that's all. Okay. Uh, yes, I think we all understand what that means. I was doing breakfast in Brisbane at this stage, uh, 4OP in Brisbane. So uh, we'll <laughs> believe it. I was doing something else in Yeah, Melbourne. I know you were. That's fine. Uh, we, uh, wow, I did. I like did. You, were doing, you were doing the same thing in Brisbane. I you did ask. Breakfast. You I, had a breakfast with somebody, you yeah, know? I was. With, Kev, with Kevin Hillier and Friends, it was called. <laughs> Well, that's an, there's an oxymoron, isn't there? Oh, thanks very much, smart ass. <laughs> don't you start. Your name's in the bad list too. Don't you worry about that. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Finey. It's been lovely as per usual, and we'll have another chat next week, another uh, another chance to catch up and have a chat. 
Thank oh. you, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Fruity Lexia. <laughs> <laughs> Time for bed. Good night, boys. Good night. Good night, John Boy. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.